If you've never been to a local track workout in town, let me paint the picture for you. A group of runners of all ages and abilities, mostly wearing very short shorts, shows up at the track and starts warming up in a variety of ways. Some jog around and then call it good. Others finish their jogs and start doing a variety of funny looking drills, leg swings, and awkward skipping. And other people don't seem to warm up much at all and prefer chatting with their running buddies. In my town, local running hero and store owner Norm is our fearless leader. He calls the group over and reveals the evening's workouts, which remains secret until that very moment. Then, like a king declaring his will on the people, he announces what always seems to be a random bunch of repeats at unknowable paces. Four by 800 meters with 200 recovery at just faster than 3K pace, then three times 500 meters with 100 recovery for a total of 4,700 meters of work and 2,400 meters of rest. Got it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forget about the fact that no one besides elite steeplechasers have any clue what their 3K race pace is, and very few people in the U.S. understand the metric system at all. <laughs> So if you have just showed up for the first time, you're probably going to just run as fast as you can and try to do what everyone else is doing. At first, you'll be so concerned about what you should be doing for the intervals that you're not even thinking about the rests. That is until you see what everyone else is doing. Some people get to the end of the interval and just stop. Others will walk a bit and then jog. And then others seem to be jogging the entire thing, never really getting a rest, before speeding up again for the next run. So what should you do? Should you stop, walk, or jog between your intervals on speed workouts? Does it even really matter? The answer is yes. The way you rest absolutely affects the design and the effectiveness of the workout. I'll tell you how to get it right. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. In this episode, you'll learn how to rest during your speed workouts, how to decode the purpose of a workout so you can figure out how to run it, and why the rest period has just as much value as the speed work. And at the end of today's show, right after the Mental Strength Minute, I'll announce this month's winner of our Apple Podcast Review Contest. Anyone can win just by leaving a five-star review of the show. I'll choose one random winner to win a free signed copy of my book every month this year. Or you can just go ahead and order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get books or request a copy from your local library. It might not seem like the way you rest in a hard workout is that complex or important, but it really can be. This is something that comes up over and over again in my coaching, so I wanted to expand on it so that you can make a better choice on your next speed session. 
The most important part of any running workout at any pace is to understand what you are doing and why. All running is good for you, but there truly is a method to the madness when coming up with a smart training program with workouts matched to achieve your goals. For long distance runners, we have two primary objectives. We want to run far and we want to run fast. Your training plan should have a mix of speed building and stamina building planned at the right time to reach your goals. Your training plan should have a mix of speed building and stamina building planned at the right time to reach your goals. Your speed is how fast you can run and your ability to run far is your endurance. But what we really want is the combination of speed and endurance, which is called stamina. If you are training for a marathon, it really doesn't matter how fast you can run 100 meters or even a mile if you lack the stamina to hang on to that speed for very long. In other words, raw speed is great, but if you can't control it or keep it going for a long time, we've got some work to do. Building endurance is simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. To be able to run for a long time, your lungs have to be able to take in oxygen, which travels through your bloodstream to your muscles, which it uses to process energy in the cells. The more often you run aerobically, which means with oxygen, the better and more efficiently this process works. Aerobic running is the long, slow, easy running where you're comfortable and you can talk easily with a friend or sing along to the music in your headphones. Aerobic running is so important to building endurance that it's recommended that 80% of the running you do all week is in the easy zone. Not only does it build a huge aerobic engine, but all the time on your feet prepares the legs by gradually and safely building up the muscles, tendons, and bones. Powerful lungs are great, but if you don't take the time required to build up the legs, you're not going to get that far. Can you run a marathon by only training with easy running? Yes, you absolutely can. And if just finishing one is your goal, keeping it easy can be a good way to get to the finish line injury-free. But most runners want to get from point A to point B a little faster than they did last time, or they want to beat their little brother's time, or they want to be able to say they ran a marathon faster than Oprah. Whatever your motivation is to get faster, you need to run faster. We can get super technical here and talk about thresholds and lactate clearance and fart licks and hill repeats and tempos, but I think that doing that can sometimes overcomplicate things. Remember that when we speed up, we're only trying to do two things, run fast and run far fast. Some workouts are designed to develop your raw speed, while other workouts are meant to boost your stamina. And if you can figure out which goal the workout is aiming for, you can figure out how to rest. Speed development workouts tend to be shorter, faster segments with longer rests. The goal is to teach your brain to tell your legs to move quicker and faster than before. It takes a lot of power and energy to run just about as hard as you can for a short period of time. And if you're trying to touch the highest end of your raw speed, getting in full recovery in between sets allows you to maintain your pace over multiple intervals. A speed development workout could be something like 200 meter repeats where you charge a half lap around the track and come to a standing stop as you catch your breath. If you're bent over at the waist with your hands on your knees, that might be a good sign that you went too hard, but occasionally that will happen on these kinds of workouts. 
If it happens every rep, you'll want to slow down the remaining fast segments to a more controllable pace, because if you don't, your exhaustion will force you to slow down anyway. Far better to drive the bus yourself than let fatigue or worse, injury, take the wheel. In just about any workout, we are looking for challenging but doable. So if you have started out so hard that your rests get longer and your speed sections get slower, that's a sign to pull back and sometimes it means to start your cool down. Even splits on both the rests and the intervals is the ideal goal because it shows that you understand how to pace yourself, which is essential to racing well. Pacing is a skill that takes time to learn, so don't get too caught up worrying about perfectly even splits. In general, if the workout is designed to touch the top end of your speed at a given distance, whether it's a 200 or a set of mile repeats, we want the rests to allow enough recovery so that you can repeat the effort just as well the first time as the last time. That will usually mean stopping and walking. For workouts that are designed to build your stamina, you'll want to handle those rests much differently. I'll explore those right after this. But first, I wanted to let you know that I have a couple of spots that have opened up for the Asheville Running Retreat that I'm hosting September 13th through 17th, 2023. We'll be staying in amazing luxury cabins right on the French Broad River Greenway where we can run right out the door. We'll explore the trails for a gentle run in the woods. We'll also get strength, stretching, and mental strength classes along with a gait analysis from the runner's mechanic, a plant-based cooking class and more and we'll be sure to make time to catch the sunset over the blue ridge mountains with a great group of runners of all abilities if that sounds exactly what your running needs this fall head to theplantedrunner.com slash retreat to book one of the last spots today before i get back to the conversation i want to talk about a massive problem that i see with runners everywhere and especially plant-based runners. You know that I'm the first to tell you that you can absolutely get everything you need from a plant-based diet as an endurance runner, but most runners are struggling. With our busy lives and time-consuming training schedules, making sure that you get enough to fuel your training and making sure that it's actually optimal for your health and performance is a real challenge. So that's why I tell all my athletes to make nutrition simpler and get Neurofi Plus by Prevenex. In less than a minute, you can mix their superior quality protein shake up with just water in a shaker bottle, and it actually tastes delicious. That is not the case with other plant-based powders I've tried. You can enjoy Neurofi right after our workout, knowing you are getting everything you need for muscle repair, with none of the junk that you're gonna get in one of the lower quality powders. Another cool way to use it is to mix up a couple of scoops with water or warm plant-based milk right before bed. Studies have shown that taking 20 to 30 grams of protein right before bed is the optimal time for protein synthesis and muscle repair that we all need. Look, this is the only product that I'm working with, and that's for a very good reason. I believe in Prevenex quality, their mission, and I use Neurofi Plus myself, and I'm not the only one. 
Lindsay Hine of All Have Another, Jason Fitzgerald of Strength Running, Whitney Hines of The Mother Runners, Elite Athlete, Emily Enfeld, and so many others in the running world are passionate about Prevenex 2. If you're ready to simplify your nutrition and optimize your fueling, you can try Neurofi for 15% off the regular price with my code PR15. That's PR15 at Prevenex.com. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Many speed workouts are not actually designed to boost your speed. They are meant to extend the speed you already have or to build your stamina. So your rest periods should be different than for high-end speed work. The spirit of stamina workouts will be better achieved if you jog the rests instead of stopping to walk, unless you really have to. Typically, those workouts involve longer intervals of perhaps two miles with jogs in between, but that's not always the case. One of my favorite stamina building workouts is an alternating 200 meter workout. Unlike the sprinting 200 meter workout, the alternating 200 switches between a fast 200 and a recovery jog 200, but it goes on for miles and miles, depending on the ability of the athlete and the race they are training for. The key to understanding how to rest here is that the fast 200s are not gonna be anywhere near the pace that you could sprint at 200. It's more like your 5K race pace. So you can jog the recovery 200s at a much faster jog than you could between sprint intervals. What's great about this workout is, is that you can run the equivalent of a 5K race at your 5K race pace. The jogging in between keeps the effort aerobic and you won't be wrecked for the rest of the day like you would after a really hard 5K race effort. In other words, continuous effort or jogging the rest is more important for building stamina, while full recovery or stopping and walking is more appropriate for improving your raw speed. All that being said, we don't live in a perfect world and some days are harder than others for lots of reasons that have nothing to do with running. You could start out a stamina workout with every intention of jogging the rests and by the eighth interval, you need a walk. That is perfectly fine. Walk, regroup, and get back at it. The workout is not ruined. You are not a failure. You are still working hard and improving your skills. Many times you can recover enough to get right back where you want to be. 
Other times, a workout will go south, and no matter how you rest, the wheels fly off the train and you can't get back on. You can try again, but if your form is falling apart and you can't get anywhere close to where you need to be, that's a sign to go ahead and cool down. One workout isn't going to make or break you unless you don't learn from it. The most important takeaway is that you should value the rest as much as the running and try to be as consistent with those as you can. Once you understand the reason why you are running what you are running, you can get the most benefit out of the workout and eventually get from point A to point B faster than you ever could before. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is spend time at base camp. If your goal is to climb Mount Everest, it's not a good idea to hike straight from sea level and expect to get to the top safely. You need to train just to get to base camp and get used to spending time there before you ever begin your ascent. The same is true of running long distances like the marathon and beyond. If you want to run a marathon and you just started running last week, expect to take a year of getting acclimated to running before you plan your race. Start with smaller races like 5Ks and 10Ks and see if you enjoy it before tackling distances that your body needs time to prepare for. Building your fitness gradually does take patience, but you are more likely to reach the summit with a smile. This month's winner of our Apple Podcast Review Contest is Go Joe Ma, who wrote, I love the Planted Runner podcast, five stars. I like Claire's diversity of guests. As a senior age group runner, I have enjoyed guests who are more like me and who provide inspiration and insights about the benefits of lifetime running, as well as debunking myths about the detrimental effects of running. Thank you, Gojo Ma. Your mission is to email me at Claire at The Planted Runner with your U.S. mailing address and your signed copy of my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, will be on its way. If you'd like to enter to win your own copy, all you need to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts, and next month, the winner could be you. Thank you for listening to or watching The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures.